0: Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025 the game. It is a Titans Monday. GM. I know you don't like playing the blame game, but the Titans were terrible yesterday. I think everybody would admit that. Ten penalties. You had the I mean, the one play that I thought encapsulated the game was the offensive pass interference by A.J. Brown, followed by the ball hitting him square in the hands, followed by the ball being popped up in the air into the arms of the defensive back, who runs down there, Titans make a tackle, and then they call a personal foul on Corey Davis. I don't know why, but they called a personal foul on Corey Davis, so it was half the distance to the goal for Carolina to get the ball right there. And that encapsulated the entire day. Could not kick, could not catch passes, could not run the ball, well, other than Derrick Henry, fumbled the ball, bad special teams, etc. So who, how much of it was the coaching? How much of it was the fact that the coaches got a little giddy, in my opinion, in giving Deion Lewis the football early in the game, as opposed to just being consistent in running with Derrick Henry? How much of it was a motivational thing or whatever? I don't know. When the entire team has their heads in their rear ends, how does that happen? And then, how much of it is just the fact that the team did not show up yesterday? Where do you put it? You got the, the players on one side. You got the coaches on the other side. Was it a just a bad game by the players where everybody screwed up? Or did the coaches hurt the Titans as well? And is this kind of a big problem with Vrabel or the special teams coach or the team in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can blame everybody, anybody you want. I think a game like that with this team, you could literally pick out whoever you want to place blame on and and they'll deserve a little bit of it.
0: Except yeah. Landry. Harold
1: Landry. Harold played pretty good.
0: Harold I mean, had a game now. Yeah. I mean, Harold. I-
1: but uh, but literally, you know, you want to blame the players? Yeah. You want to blame the offense? Yeah. You want to blame the defense? Yeah. You want to blame the coaches? Yeah. You want to blame head coach, assistant coach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blame them all. So I don't know. I don't when when things. And again, that's not this team. I mean, if you think back the last two weeks, that is not the same team.
0: Although the Titans won so those games by a eyelash.
1: It, well, it doesn't make any. You still win them. And and for you to put, stay in a game like that and play the way you did and to have all those goal line situations and be able to stop them and and do all of those kinds of things. I mean, shows that. You got something. And then you turn around and play a game like this. I I have no, uh, you know, again, I, I said at the very beginning, if you know why these things happen, you would be retired owning your own island someplace. So I don't know.
0: Well, it looked like the Titans didn't practice last week. I mean, that's what it looked like. The way they were so sloppy and for a coach who earlier in the season was defining accountability for about a two-week period for the team to go out there, I mean, I'm still mad, and it ultimately didn't matter because they ended up getting the interception, but I'm still mad at the, at the Christian McCaffrey fumble that was called back because Kenny Vaccaro got a hands of the face penalty. I'm still mad about that. And that was like 18th on the list of bad things that happened. You have a safe return on you are expecting them to fake a punt and they fake it and they pick up six yards or whatever it was how the hell does that happen you know i get the kicker missing kicks now i still don't think the guy's healthy but the i get the kicker missing kicks but then you look at the coaching side of it why was derrick henry why did it take till halftime for the titans to get derrick henry more involved in the football game
1: is that a question
0: yes all right
1: how many opportunities were there?
0: Well, this is what Mike Vrabel said after the how game. How many? This. Well, no,
1: forget Mike Vrabel. You and I discussed this. Okay. How many opportunities were there?
0: I think there were an opportunity for Derek to get at least how how many four or five more carries in the first half.
1: So that would have that would have come to what seven
0: eight seven or eight. That's better than two or whatever he had. One carry or whatever, two carries. It
1: is. You look at the number of opportunities he had to to, to, uh, carry the ball in the first half, and they were very minimal. Why? Okay, here's why. First and 10 carries the ball. Oh, offsides. Okay. First and 15 carries the ball. Another 1st and 15. Incomplete back. Now it's 1st and 25. 2nd and 10. Derrick Henry's not carrying the ball on 1st and 25. I'm sorry. He can carry it that on 1st and 15? not. Here's 2nd and 28. 3rd and 19. Is Derrick carrying the ball on any of those? No. He is not. If there's a running back in the game, it is who? Deion Lewis. Lewis. Why? Well, because it's second and 28, 3rd and nineteen. That's why. And Derrick Henry is in the game. They know he's not going to get the ball, and even if he does, it's not going to matter.
0: Although he did so have a receiving touchdown they,
1: yesterday. So then, yeah. So the, you know, you go here's here's the next series. First and ten. Uh, we throw a bubble screen to Brown. Goes twenty-two. First and ten. Oh, penalty, offsides. Now you're first and fifteen. So who's in the game? Lewis, Lewis. is in the game. Gains fifteen. Here's second and eight. Oh, offsides. So now who's in the game? Lewis is in the game. What does he do? He fumbles. Well, that's on second and that's, three. That's the
0: end of the series. That was a second and three that he fumbled. Yeah. Right. Second three. Derek and three. Eric Carey can play on second and three. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: He, he, he fumbled last week. I mean, which one do you want to fumble? <laughs> does it make any difference? No. So I mean, I think the the opportunities were minimal. They just weren't. Then all of a sudden, you finally get the ball back. Next time, it's ten to nothing. You know. Now, how many times are you gonna? Now you got to try to catch up a little. Well, bit. Well, the Titans decided, decided to run it when it they were down seventeen nothing. Then they decided they get to run it, and it back. Worked. Then they get it back again.
0: It's seventeen to nothing. And that was when they and decided again, to run it, and it worked.
1: The, the second half. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because what were they doing? What was, the def- what was the defense doing? Backing off. Backing off. Why? You're ahead 70 to nothing. You want to run the ball? Run the ball. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, man, that was too easy. That was not. Then what do they do after that? Well, then they get up there. Tannehill sees too deep. Tannehill audibles to the run. What does Keekly do? Keekly sees him audible. He knows he's audible because it's too deep. So now he brings up the eighth guy. We give it to Henry one yard. Where do you go? How do you, what do you want to do now? You know, where do you go now? I mean, see, this is the part that people don't understand. People just look at it and say, well, they didn't want it. The game plan was not to give it to Henry. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. He's the best offensive player you got. You're not going to give it to Henry? But you got to have the opportunity. Second and 28 is not an opportunity. So I mean, you can carry on and point fingers and do whatever you want, but I mean, this game got out of hand so quickly that, n- that whatever the game plans were were dead and gone. Mm-hmm. When you're behind seventeen to nothing, now you're just trying to find a way to get back in it. Do something to get you got. Well, what was the game plan? Well, they forget the game plan. The game plan was good for seventeen to nothing. That's we're not going to be doing that anymore. So now you're scrambling. I mean, that's why, and and people want to make something so much more different out of it than it is. And that's what I'm saying. It's easy to look at it and say, well, they should have given it to Derek. Well, no kidding. I mean, what kind (laughs) of, do you think, I mean, does the fan look at that and say, you know what? I wish the coach knew he should have given it to Derek. Oh my God. Oh, I mean it's so frustrating. But this is what happens. And this is and and people say, "Well, why don't you give it to them? We well, it's 17 to nothing." It's and then they do not give it to him. It's second and 28. Yeah, they don't Now, to they get into it and they come back out the second half. They say, "Fine, 17 to nothing. You guys do what you want. Don't let them score quickly. Don't let that happen. Just try and make them buy the, Well, then all of a sudden they got quick. And now you could feel the momentum changed a little bit. So, what did he do? Stupidly he pulled the, the dumbest play of the whole game. So dumb. Could have easily cost him the game, but it works. It works. Well, now they got the momentum back. They go right down, the score. Now it's 24 to, to wherever seven. we have. Seven. 24 to seven. What are you going to do now? Well,. Um, Turn around and give it to Derek. Yeah, you can do that if you want.
0: That's why people are mad about like the Tannehill interception or whatever. Anyway, I mean, it was a bad interception. Tannehill just threw it right to the safety. But at the same time, I'm sitting there saying, I don't think Tannehill really he's had got choices got, at no, that He's point. got no choice. I thought Tannehill I mean, played okay. he's got
1: to try to make a pay, pass. Now, the receiver didn't – I thought the receiver was awful. But, I mean, his that's his throw to his spot. Where's the spot? Well, the spot happens to be where the safety's standing and the receiver's supposed to cut in front of the safety and get to that same spot, which he didn't do. So now it's an interception. And the first interception,
0: I mean... Well, it was off Brown's yeah, hands. Yeah, I guess. don't
1: know what you do. You throw it to Brown. Hits him square in the hands. Square in the hands. Bounces off his hands. It's an interception. I mean, I don't know. You know, you can blame the quarterback for that. You can blame whoever you want.
0: But. Well, this is something that... It's why it took us five years to decide whether or not Marcus was any good was because after every game, like this one, you can have... Hey, was that Daniel's fault that the ball hit the guy in the hands and they picked it off and they ran it over there? And Marcus has four years of that. And that's what makes it so hard to decide on those kind of things. But again, I still think the Titans... Should have been more conscious early in the game on going to Derrick Henry. And I think Derrick Henry proved yesterday another thing, which I want to get to next. But of course, we will take your phone 615 737 1025. Jared and the GM live from the Wholesale Inc. studio powered by RumbleOn.com. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game and streaming on the Game Nashville app.
2: Henry. Big
0: hole up the middle to the end zone for the touchdown.
2: They need to get a touchdown. Seventeen at this point. Second and ten.
0: This is for Henry.
2: Henry with blocking down the sideline to the five to the end zone.
0: At least a little positivity today. Derrick Henry in the second half. He was eating the big dog.
1: Got got some balls. Here's what the scored. Titans have to figure out.
0: Times. This is and and I'll use Eddie George as an example. And I have not gone through and studied every Eddie George game, but. Eddie George, in my opinion, there would have been no way you guys would have played that game and Eddie had two carries at halftime. Just no way. Those Titans were not built to have Eddie carry the ball two times and a half. I mean, Eddie, would have, Eddie may not have had it 15 times in the half or even 10 times in the half, but Eddie would have had it more than two times in the half. The problem is, is Derrick Henry has to come out on obvious pass downs. But you saw on that screen right there, once he catches the ball and gets going, he can be a dangerous receiver. Now, the catching of the ball is, is sometimes <laughs> little, an issue. A little iffy. And the pass protection is not they great either. And lies the problem. But I think the Titans have got to – they're at a point now where Lewis is so bad that they just have to try to coach Derek up on how to be a passing down back. And then that way they can give him the ball. Because the one thing Derek Henry can do on a second and 28 is if he gets some room now – he can create you. Now he's probably not going to run for 28, but Derek can, if he gets going, he can get a bunch of yards. So I think they've got to figure out a way to get Derek Henry on the field in passing situations so that they don't have a repeat of yesterday where we're sitting there saying, where is Derek Henry? And I'm not saying your answer wasn't valid, but
1: Derek is, is Derek, Henry? Derek. In spite of what, I mean, we have all seen Derek for what's this three years. Yes. Derek is a pound, you know, power running back. He is not elusive. He is not a receiver. He is not, has not been ever a factor in the passing game. Now, can he get there? I don't know. Maybe he can. I don't know. But he hasn't been. Consequently... When he's in the game, everybody's got a pretty good feel of what's going to happen now. I mean, if he's in there and it's first and 10 and it's series, you're starting to see, I mean, the chances of him getting the ball are real, real high. When it gets to second and 10, second and 15, you know, first and 28, all of which we've had way too many of, him being in the game is a deterrent because now they know they only have four guys they got to cover. They're not going to worry about the running back coming out of the backfield. Now, does that mean he can sneak in and and catch a ball? Yeah, he can. I mean, we saw him catch a screen, which is probably the best thing he does. You know, catch screens, run with the screens. I mean, he's he's shown um he's shown a couple of big plays doing that kind of stuff. But to to actually run running back patterns and catch the ball I mean you don't see you don't see him do that. You know, there's not there's not not a passing tree for him. It's screen or nothing.
0: Yeah, he's not Le'Veon Bell, I get
1: that. Yeah. But And so consequently, when he's in the game and you're throwing the ball, he's a liability. And and that's the reason Dion's in there. Dion's in there, why? Because that's you know, He's a passing game guy, and they know at least when he's in the game. Even if he doesn't come out of the backfield, they know they have to account for him. You know, they know they have to. Hey, he's. You know what? He's. You remember him in New England? You remember what he did? On and on. Um, now he's not. Um, East a, 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 is is he has not played well? He has not stakes. had a good year. And so, and I think he would have to even say the same thing. And when you think about what you're paying him, then it becomes even more of a problem. Um, so you know that's he he's got to do something to correct that. Even though he had a couple of runs and you know caught a couple of balls yesterday, but he still would have had a
0: good game by his standards if he didn't a fumble the factor.
1: ball. Factor, yeah, and then he fumbled the ball, which but, can never ever be
0: accepted, but, but that wasn't a lot. I mean, the truth is, the Titans don't have a choice to cut Dion De- Lewis right now because they can't go get somebody better. But there's almost no chance Deion Lewis is on the team next year. At the price he's at, there is no shot he's back on this football team next year.
1: No, he's making what like $5 million or five something. $5 Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> no shot. Let's go back to the phones. Brandon on Derrick Henry, thank you for calling. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, you guys
3: pretty much, I think that you've answered some of my questions. And I was going back to why he didn't play much in the first half. And you got to think that if you're defensively scheming against us, you get into any situation where we have more than 10 yards on a first or second down and, and Lewis is in, how hard is that to, to, to defend against? Like, if you At least if you put Henry in, they got to start thinking, are they going to run the ball? Wait a minute, what's going on here? They have to cover for that. And if we're constantly doing that, you said, A hey, George, back in the day, that would never have happened. I think that that creates, I don't know what the conflict is between Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, but it's not working for them to work cohesively because obviously Lewis isn't performing.
0: Floyd said this before they signed Deion Lewis. Thank you for the call, Brandon. And,
1: and and the the problem is they are both specialists in what they do. You know, the one Dion De, De, is a you know everybody calls him a third down back, and that's what you expect him to be. And with Henry, he is you know you expect him to be a power, and that's what he is. And so when you when they're in the game, it, if you are on defense, you've got a pretty good idea what's going to happen. You know, pretty good feel for, hey, if they're going to do anything to the running back, it's, you know, it's going to be Henry carrying the ball. And, and so when you get out of whack from a down and distance or from a score standpoint, either way, when you, if you get ahead by 17 to nothing, guess what? Lewis is not going to get many carries. You know, they, Henry's going to get in there and he's going to, they're going to pound the ball, run the ball, eat up the clock, do all the things you would expect. If you're behind by 17, then Henry's not going to play a great deal. Because now, you know, you you got to be throwing the ball. You're trying to catch up.
0: There are two games where the Titans have been down by a bunch at halftime. Yesterday and at Kansas City in the playoffs a couple years ago. Where they came out in the second half with feed Derrick Henry. It was 18 in the playoff game at Kansas City. It was 17 yesterday. Where they came out of that locker room and it was like, screw it give Derek the ball, and let him go. And in both cases, the Titans inch their way back into the game. If they stopped the fake punt, I would have loved to see how that game plays out if the Titans had stopped the fake punt oh. because now you've got the ball at the Carolina thirty-eight. Momentum. And you're down by 10, so now you're probably going to get a field goal out of it. Doesn't, we don't least. know if you can kick it, but yeah. but you're going to get—and now Carolina is on their heels, and here come the Titans, and if the Titans punch it in seventeen 17-14, you're, everybody in the stadium is like, oh my God, it was just 17 nothing. What the bleep? And so th- that's what makes Ron Rivera's decision just so stupid. And the more you think about it, the more you're like, how can this man be employed as an NFL coach? But it worked. And uh, that's where where you see this is you know how we, they talk about complimentary football. This was a game where I feel like the offense let the defense down, the defense at times let the special teams down or let the offense down or whatever, and then the special teams let everybody down. Well,
1: yesterday. this I mean, is I was awful. And, and this like I guess at the very beginning you can blame you know whoever you want. Nobody played good, and nobody and and that's been hard for us to say about the defense. You know the defense for a number number of weeks has played really really good, uh, and and yet you know and they gave, they they had some opportunities and they flashed some you know a series or two but when it seemed like when they had to do it they couldn't do it and and McCaffrey's that good you know I mean I'm not taking that away and we said we said last week we said before the game two guys that scare you to death are the running back and the tight end. And who ended up playing. Now, Moore made some plays, too. I'm not taking it away from him. Yeah, but, but but the guy that that kind of killed you from a a possession. I mean, we we didn't have the ball in the first half. We had nine minutes or something. Nine minutes of offense. I mean, how can, what can you do in nine minutes?
0: You know what the worst part about the, the second drive where they had the first and 25 and the second and 28? The worst part of that entire series? Tannehill had two big plays on that drive. They got called back. You know, Tannehill got positive plays. Tannehill moves you right down the field to kick the field goal to start the game. And all of a sudden, you miss the field goal. Then, Tannehill, you're at your goal line because I think of a penalty. Like I think there was a punt and there was a penalty and now you're back at the 10-yard line and Tannehill gets a big gain on first down and it comes back because of a penalty. And then you get another gain and it comes back because of a penalty. And then Tannehill on like third and 19 or whatever, Tannehill gets you like 17 yards and then Kern has a terrible punt. The one guy who has been as consistent on this team as anybody has a terrible punt and Carolina kicks a field goal and so, now they're up 3-0. So
1: how does that happen?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Is that Kurt's fault? I'm needs I, uh, I, 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 to figure that out. Oh, okay. Your, more your phone 615 737
0: 737 1025 Is Floyd as upset with Arthur Smith as the Titans fans are? Because, boy, the Titans fans have had enough with Arthur Smith. We'll discuss next, and we'll get your phone calls in on that right now. 615-737-1025. Or, or is it right now, or will we get their phone calls in on it later? You tell me. Right now. 615-737-1025. Jared the GM. Uh, hey, show us why you're the biggest Bama fan for the chance to win a cabin on the Crimson Tide Cruise February 10th. Through the 15th, the second annual Crimson Tide Cruise will set sail from New Orleans to Cozumel and Yucatan, Mexico, on board the Carnival Valor. It's a national championship-worthy vacation with your favorite Alabama sports legends. Send us a picture by Twitter with the hashtag BamaCruise or upload a pic at thegameNashville.com. Book your cruise at CrimsonTideCruise.com and get $150 off with promo code GAME. Jared of the GM, Titans Monday at ESPN 1025 the game.
3: How do you evaluate the job that Arthur Smith has done so far this season?
1: Well, I think that the value on all of our jobs is, um, is below average because we're 4-5. and five. So we haven't played well enough and we haven't coached well enough. Um, that, that's where I value um, all our efforts,
3: starting with me.
0: Well done by Mike Vrabel to not answer the question about how he evaluates the job Arthur Smith has done. Floyd, the fans are furious with Arthur Smith. And I would agree, and I, I hate saying this on the air, without having, like, a, a clear example of what's bothering me off uh, the top of my head to say, you know, hey, second and three when they did this or whatever. But the play calling is starting to bother me a little bit on offense. And so my question for you oh, well, is... Wait, wait, wait.
1: What's the part that's bothering us? The play calling. What's What part of the play calling?
0: I said I don't have an example. So you already know you can get on me for this because I knew you were going to do that as soon as I said that. But I am not ready to chuck Arthur Smith under the bus. The fans, I think, are. I think the fans hate Arthur Smith. So my question to you is, are you as mad at Arthur Smith and as disappointed with the job he's doing as the fans are? Or do you look at Arthur Smith like he's trying to make chicken salad out there on the football
1: field? Well, let's hear what the fans have to say. Before, I don't know what they're mad about.
0: Well, I want you to evaluate the job Arthur Smith's doing, just like Mike Vrabel wouldn't evaluate the job oh, that I, Arthur I, Smith's doing. I
1: want to hear you. We posted, posted this that the fans are really upset. I just want to know what the fans are upset about.
0: Okay, to the fans. Colin. And here we go. Colin on Arthur Smith. Go ahead. Well, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Arthur Smith, he's not
3: doing a good job. He's paid to be an offensive coordinator and to get the ball moving down the field, and he, he hasn't done that with two quarterbacks and. You know that—that's play calling. When, when it doesn't work out with both Mike Brable, he's a defensive-minded coach. His job is to put a good defense on the field, and that's what he's done. He's put a very good defense on the field. Our offense can't get the ball moving, and there's no one else to blame but Arthur Smith. You I mean you got good weapons <laughs> around? You got—you got, you got a top five receiver, in Corey Davis, who never gets the ball.
0: Wait a minute, what? top got, five for who? Top what? five what? <laughs> like top five pick or top, top five receiver five, in the league? pick. What
1: is it you don't like about the calls, Colin? I don't. I,
0: well, I mean,
3: it, it, something's got to change, you know. And, and it's the same every single time. So I mean, it, you gotta, you know, put it on somebody. It, it's Arthur Smith, it's offensive coordinator. The player, the player Tannehill has, has been doing well. He, he's been moving the ball. One of those interceptions hits AJ Brown in the pretty much the face, and it, it bounces up. And then, you know, like I said, Derrick Henry t- two touches. I'm with you on that, man. Like that, that, that's bad. And I do, I do see your point, Jim, about. Uh, you know the first and twenty, second and twenty-eight, whatever it was, and but but there was more than just that. There was more uh, drives. There was first and tens, you know, during the half. And yep, Colin, thank you, you for it, your call. Exactly, there was more that, than. First. Thank
0: you for your call. You wanted to hear the fans. You heard the fan. Your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> this is the one thing that that, that bothers me, is that like. Like, Jared and the GM, I think everybody knows what the show is about. Jared is incredibly emotional and incredibly opinionated, Uh which makes for a really bad personal life sometimes, but makes for a great entertaining radio host. Uh And the GM is is the veteran. He is the expert. He is, again, we've talked about this, the only Titans expert on the radio in the afternoons in the entire city. That's what the GM is. And so on something like this, we're turning to you for guidance about Arthur Smith and whether or not the guy sucks. Know, I don't know if he but sucks. But here's,
1: here's the deal. If I agree with the callers, I mean, we just heard this caller.
0: Right? Yes. I mean, the caller basically doesn't like Arthur Smith because they're not scoring He said snaps. because there's nobody else. Because they're not getting There's the nobody up, else. The ball a who who
1: else you going to blame? I, and Fine. If that's the logic, fine. I mean, blame Arthur. Why? Because nobody else is blame. I mean, like at
0: least it's easy in baseball. Okay. If the pitchers aren't pitching, you blame the pitching coach. If the hitters aren't hitting, you blame the hitting coach. At least in baseball, it's easy. I think this is a similar scenario. But I want to know if you are as mad at Arthur Smith as the fans are. You were really mad in at the Atlanta I, game when he ran those bootlegs or whatever and got Mario to yes. almost d- d- reason twice.
1: But, I mean, I don't... Uh, are we going to be mad at him because there's nobody else to blame? Then fine. Okay, I'll be mad. I if just that's... don't feel like
0: Arthur's <laughs> ever fooling the other guy. <laughs>
1: We just went through this. Who are you going to fool them with Derek? Derek in the game.
0: Well, they kind of did on that screen. It did? Yeah, that's right.
1: I would say there's something to that. But with Derek in the game, who are you going to fool? Now they put Lewis in the game. Who are you going to fool? There's no fool. We talked about this before the seat, before the ball was ever snapped. What's the
0: problem with these kind of backs? You said this before they signed before Dion Lewis. Ever. When it was like, what about I Dion Lewis? Him. He's a free agent. You were like, yeah. I don't want to tell the defense what I'm doing by putting Lewis and Henry and in. The and there you are. And and until you get now,
1: what about with them and their running back, McCaffrey? When he lines up, is it gonna be a run? Ooh, we don't know. Pass, we don't know. Long pass, we don't know. Screen, we don't know. Can he beat a linebacker? Yep. Can he go in motion, split out there, and we have a tough time covering him? Yep, I mean that's what you want. That running back is a factor, and and the problem that we're running into right now is if the game, if the game dictates that you're going to run the ball, and we put Derek in there, fine. I mean everybody knows what's going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. If it's if there's absolutely no chance you're going to run the ball, and Lewis is in there, hey, everybody knows so. I mean, it's – I don't – this is not anything new. But if we want to blame Arthur because there's nobody else, okay.
0: Cedric on the coaches. Go ahead, Cedric. Hey, Floyd, do
2: you think the Titans have a top 15 roster in the NFL as far as personnel?
1: A top 15 roster?
2: Yeah. Is the roster in the top half of the league?
1: You know, I, I would like to say Yes. But I, I'm that's not what true. I'm
2: saying, Floyd. I'm that's what true. I'm saying right there. We have a top fifteen roster, and we have <laughs> bottom fifteen yes. coaches. Bottom fifteen Th- coaches, Floyd. I mean, if we had Frank White, coaching, Cedric, based had, on had, what?
1: We, what are you basing it
2: on? <laughs> I'm based. i on my personnel. We got a great defense. We've we, we've got a wait, wait, fantastic quarterback. Who's,
1: uh, who's? How many? We got. Uh, let's just take sackers. We got somebody that's like in the top fifteen sackers.
2: Well, forward, that's now. I'm, I'm gonna get to that tomorrow. This you're talking about playmakers. <laughs> well, I'm talking about. No, we I'm got, got about nobody
1: roster. in the top fifteen. If you talk about top fifteen, we got the only thing that is in the top fifteen, and this is what I said from the beginning, and this is because this is the kind of team we are. What well, is forward, the defense? three total. 53. As a group, the defense is in the top fifteen. All of yes them.
0: Well that's what I'm saying.
1: Well that's what I'm saying. But it's not like you've got players that are are in the top fifteen individually. And consequently, when you play like that, which I, I I have no problem playing with that like that, but when you get into a game and you've got to have somebody make a play to turn the game around, he may or may not exist.
2: For I, I've, said, I've said that for it. I've said these Titans don't have playmakers like you had in Javon right. Kirk and George right. and those guys. So exactly. doesn't, that, doesn't
0: that knock down the I point agree. you're trying to make, though, about the coaches? No,
2: absolutely not. We've got we've got a top fifteen uh roster when it comes to the overall and great coaches find a way to coach teams up. If you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin was left for dead. Those guys are four and four. If you look at, at what the Baltimore Ravens had, nobody and I mean nobody thought those guys were gonna do anything. And by God, they have coached up that team and Lamar Jackson and find ways to win games. And what does Mike Verbal do? He turns the keys over to Arthur Smith, who Terry Robisky looks like Bill Walsh compared to that clown right now calling plays. I mean, you got Nate Davis, who can't—he can't, who, he can't uh, uh, cover a basic twist. I mean, at the end of the end of the half, Jay, you're talking about plays that change the game. They were oh, that's Zach. twist. Oh, that's I, I mean, Zach. come on, man. Oh. If you got a defensive tackle lined up on the guard, and he runs away. Just what? Somebody's moving around, and Nate Davis can't do it, man. That is on the coaches, Jay. And I got to go, baby.
0: Thank you, Cedric. So again like I don't know how to respond to that but I'm going to let you do that cuz you're the expert. <laughs> There's
1: nothing to respond to it's the same thing. Well, like, okay, I so last night I I'm on the I, plane. I don't understand he said that we got top 15 personnel. Or or which he he wanted proof, me man. to say yes. he wanted that yes. which I didn't do but that's what he wanted. And then I guess he was saying as if we have top 15 per personnel then we should have a top 15 record.
0: See, he should have hung up the phone after <laughs> he brought up what Mike Tomlin's doing in Pittsburgh and what Harbaugh's doing in Baltimore. Because that Baltimore Raven team has lost a lot of star players and that Baltimore Raven team is pretty good. You know, that like you got to give Harbaugh and the Ravens credit for how they're playing even though you hate that quarterback and you hate the Ravens, you've you got to give them credit. Now, uh, he, he should have hung up the phone because that is a valid point. The other stuff, like I watched the Charger-Packer game last night on my phone on the plane because, you know, Southwest you got that free TV. Right. And so I'm watching the Chargers-Packer game, and I'm watching the Chargers, and Bosa and Ingram are just mauling the Green Bay offensive line. And I hear you talk about a top 15 roster. I mean, the Chargers don't have the kind of depth players the Titans do. But I, they don't got Joey Bosa on the Titans. They don't have Melvin Ingram on the Titans. They don't have a lot of these guys on the Titans. So I, I see the argument both sides.
1: Well, the problem the Titans, are one of the problems they have, is, I mean, it's like yesterday. We went into that game and we said, you know, there's two or three or four things you got to be sure to do. And the absolute number one thing is stop McCaffrey. Well, he had, you know, what? career day I mean Mm -hmm. not it wasn't the absolute best game he's ever played
0: but it was like top three yeah it was only not the best game that he has played because he's freaking awesome yeah
1: so I mean you you go into a game where you're saying okay if you don't stop this guy he's going to beat you and you don't stop him guess what he beat you Mm -hmm. well I I understand that you say okay well how are you going to stop him do we have a guy that you could put on him to stop and we talked about this before no
0: I mean, we really didn't. Especially once Butler got hurt.
1: And and when, you know, when he's running the ball and we're, you know, struggling, I mean, it's, we saw that 50-yarder. I mean, who's, and you can blame whoever
0: you want to for that one. Back to your phones on Arthur Smith next, because apparently y'all want to talk about it. Jared the GM. Right here, Titans Monday, it's ESPN 1025, the game. Well,
3: it, when you look at a game plan and you look at some things that you like is the way that first half went. You know, there were some plays that we liked, obviously, a lot of them with Derek. You know, there were some things we wanted to get to with Deion um, that
1: were that were positive plays, you know, that were good plays, unfortunately. You know, the fumble and you know, the turnovers uh, and the kind of the way that that first half unfolded and then going with the two-minute drill. Uh, but but as you can see, that, you know, we obviously – knew that it was going to be an emphasis in the second half. It, it just kind of the way the first half unfolded with, with the lack of, you know, really touches.
0: There you go, Mike Vrabel talking about, hey, that's why uh, Derek Henry didn't touch the ball. And there, that could be a fair explanation. The opportunities could be a fair explanation. The fact that you were in second and long and all of that could be fair. But to fans are mad at the offensive coordinator and I still asked you if you're as mad at the offensive coordinator as the fans and you never gave me a yes or no you wanted me to go right to the fans when I asked well, you Well I don't
1: you're asking me if if I'm as mad as the fans I don't know what the fans are mad about I mean I don't we've we've changed quarterbacks we have an offensive line, and by the way, Tannehill's
0: actually pretty good. Like I'm gonna far get
1: from nothing. Since we've changed quarterbacks, three out of the last four weeks, we have had 400 yards of offense and 300 yards of passing. We've been an inside the red zone eight times and scored every single time. Every single time. So, is that something to be mad about? I I don't know. I guess. I mean, you can call
0: it any way you want it. You're looking at me like I'm mad at Arthur Smith. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, You're mad at I Arthur Smith, too. No, Ian, am I mad at Arthur Smith? I have no idea. I mean, here's my... <laughs> well, and don't you think that if I'm mad at somebody, you know it? I, I, like,
1: probably. Hey, thank, yes, probably. You, so thank you. I don't know.
0: I don't and know. Ask the Predators. If I, I'm mad at somebody, do they know about so it? So
1: I don't know what it is the fans are mad about. So I'm
0: just curious to, I, to hear what they're mad about. I will say this in defense of Arthur Smith. Because the, the total points, you know, 22nd in the league in points, or whatever the Titans are, that'll get thrown at the offensive coordinator's face the whole time. Arthur Smith ain't kicking the ball, and Arthur Smith ain't responsible for the guy kicking the ball. So before we get in, the Titans are 7 for 15 on the season and kicking the ball. That is, I mean, I'm about to curse on the radio. And I never curse on the radio. And I am literally about to curse on the radio. Talking about how pathetic the kicking game has been this year. And that's not Arthur Smith's fault. So I'm not here to defend Arthur Smith. But at least I will say that it's not his fault. It's like everyone wanted to crown him the greatest offensive coordinator ever after week one. I'm like, Baker turned the ball over four times. Baker sucks. Cleveland sucks. And everyone's like, well, but Arthur called all these great plays. and da, da, da. And now everyone wants to crush Arthur. And I have stayed out of the Arthur Smith discussion because I don't know. And so that's where I, I, you know, the, I just tell you how the fans feel. And, you know, you make a very good point about the fact that with Tannehill, a quarterback, you get in the red zone, generally speaking, you're scoring touchdowns. Only which is 100%. Good, which Only is good. 100%.
1: Now, I, I guess that maybe isn't any good for you.
0: But you know why that's good? <laughs> yeah, I do. Because you can't kick. <laughs> Let's go to your phone. Eight for eight. Steve <laughs> is up next. Thanks for holding, Steve. Go ahead.
2: All right. Great show. Y'all make excellent points. And, uh, I just did say that, I mean, it's not Austin Smith's fault. He, they're going to try to make him the sacrificial lamb, but, I mean, they know that roster offense-wise is not going to get it. They know it. The bottom's falling out of it. I mean, Tannehill's going to be sack drunk, and the only player we got is Derrick Henry. Hey, buddy, offensive-wise, and look, the way they play the the wide receivers, they'll play bump and run, then they'll play off of them, just make sure they don't get to their spot and they know they got money all day. That's what happened this, sad, this Sunday. And we barely won the last two times, so good luck with that new uh, Tannehill. It ain't nobody. It's John Robinson, Paul.
1: So,
0: I, I
2: apologize for y'all time.
0: They, like, they, they thank you for the call, Steve. I mean, again, the Titans can't kick. That, the entire season, and I'm not here to make excuses for how bad the offensive line has been, how bad special teams overall has been under Craig Ackerman, who apparently, no matter what they do on special teams, no matter what they screw up, he'll never get fired for it. I don't know why. But, um, I mean, if the Titans kick, they win three more games. If they've won three more games, we're sitting here talking about a seven and what? Seven and three team? Like seven and three or seven and two, whatever the hell it is. Like, that's not bad in this league. So, I think we got to remember that. Before you get off, and by the way, and we'll get, it, we'll get to Tannehill much deeper today and I think Tannehill's playing great. I mean, I know that one interception, you know, he wasn't, the safety was right there looking at him, and, you know, in two deep, if you throw the ball right at the safety, he's probably going to intercept it. But, <laughs> but, yes, sir. but I thought Tannehill was awesome yesterday. He, I mean, I, I call it getting Marcus, where everybody around him just totally let him down yesterday.
1: I just don't. Uh, I like Daniel. I like Daniel's a I good don't quarterback. No, and that's why I'm eager to hear some of these complaints and what they are, because I, I don't. I mean, I can understand. You know, we want to get mad at Davis because he got what he get—hands of the face or a holding or whatever. Great. I mean, Davis is not supposed to be there. You're talking about Nate Davis. Yes. Okay. He's not supposed to be there. You know, it's supposed to be Panfield or wherever, but he's, you know.
0: Well, he can't be in there, but ghost. they won't let him play.
1: Yeah, he's—I don't know where he is, what he's doing. Um, and you know, Ben Jones is not there. You got the backup, and when you play backup offensive lineman, you are going to struggle. I don't care who you are. I mean, there, the bottom line is, you in the NFL, you have enough money and enough wherewithal to have five legitimate guys, six, if you're really lucky, that will be the backup tackle. Which you do have that. Which they do have. So then you say, okay, well, who are going to back up the center and the guards? Well, you always have a backup center guard, but it's always, you know, some... Genardo Sixth round draft choice you yeah, have from some place that you brought in that is usually smart enough to do all the things you want to do. Not necessarily a great player, not necessarily a great athlete, but he's going to be able to go in there and run every single play you want to call from, from any one of the three positions. And we've got two of those guys playing. So...
0: Let's go to Corey, who's up next. You want to hear more complaints about Arthur Smith? Yes, Corey is up next him. on Arthur Smith. Go ahead, Corey. Hey, guys. Um, if people want to be mad at
2: the coaching staff in general, I think there's some legitimacy there. But right. Um, right. given the fact that you know, Arthur Smith never called a play until this year, he's had it, at best a dysfunctional offensive line. He's got questions at quarterback. He's got you know, one of your running backs that are fairly one-dimensional and no-kicking game. I think given the circumstances, he's done a heck of a job.
0: For his first year, never calling plays. Well, I heck of a job. I I think that's he's, getting a little. Thank you for your call, Corey. That's getting I, a little carried away. I, I I think he
1: has had a number of obstacles. Now, given that, I mean, if you're a coach in the NFL, I mean, this is going to happen. Now, you're hoping it's not your first time out that you get all of this thrown at you. You know, you've got to change the quarterbacks. So, oh my God! Okay. Didn't really want to do that. Now you've got to change the offense. Oh, my God, I really didn't want to do that. You know, now you've, you know, how does the backup quarterback fit in? What's going to happen? And, and I'll say this, that may have worked out. We still don't know. But, you know, if, we, if it did, then it's a blessing.
0: I will say this. I thought Doofus in uh, you know, Green Bay, I didn't think he could coach last year. And Green Bay's winning a lot of games. And, I mean, Frank Wright got fired as offensive coordinator in San Diego, and Frank Wright now might be the best head coach in the NFL. So, uh, you know, I mean, our offensive coordinator is what it is, and I feel like it's a very hard position to judge, which is why, for the most part, I stay out of judging the offensive coordinator because I don't really know. And to be honest with you, I just don't feel like arguing with Floyd who doesn't often play his well, I'm the GM and you're not card, but he does every time it comes to that. So I <laughs> I just I stay out of that. I mean, again, I there are Yeah, you know. Loaded phones to him next. Six one five seven three seven one oh two five Titans Monday here on Jared and the GM. Let me tell you what I do like. By the way, congratulations to Joey Daly, who is our qualifier for the uh Preds, uh the the, yeah, congratulations to Joey, who's the qualifier for the chance to win the Winter Classic Celebration flyaway to Dallas. The winner will receive, and this is not the winner, he's the qualifier, but the winner will receive round-trip, airfare, hotel accommodations, a pair of tickets to see Leonard Skinner and the Allman Betts Band at... a and a sleep at the wheel at the American Airlines Center on Tuesday, December 31st. A pair of tickets to see the Preds take on the Dallas Stars at the Cotton Bowl on January 1st. Prizes courtesy of Outback Presents. Next chance to qualify is the Morning Drive tomorrow at 7. You must be 21 years or older to qualify. Here on Jared of the GM, let me tell you about my friend TJ Anderson. That's right. I've looked at homes with TJ Anderson. TJAndersonHomes.com, part of Benchmark Realty. Let me tell you what TJ does. Not only everybody can sell you houses, everybody can tell you what you need to do. Let me tell you why you need to trust TJ, like I trust TJ. It's easy because TJ has introduced all the new tools that are available at tjandersonhomes.com. That includes market trends, property alerts, local info, schools, businesses, et cetera, and of course, trends. What's selling high, what's buying low, what do you need to do? And if you talk to TJ Anderson, part of tjandersonhomes.com, you talk to TJ Anderson, TJ, will set you straight. He knows the market, that's why I am so glad that I get to tell you about TJ and that I'm good friends with TJ because I believe in what TJ's doing. Thousands of people are going to tjandersonhomes.com. Again, check out all the new tools at tjandersonhomes.com. Your road to Nashville area real estate begins at tjandersonhomes.com. Jared and the GM, CSPN 1025 The Game, streaming on the Game National app.